Smoking Guns Podcast. Philip Hickamotham, Leo Yamas, R.C. Woods, hanging out with you and talking about pro football in San Antonio. That is all inclusive. That is all yeah. the pro football in San Antonio. The San Antonio Ramas of the XFL, the now three and six. Uh, San Antonio Brahmas of the XFL still in the playoff hunt, and we're going to talk lots about that, as well as the San Antonio Gunslingers of the National Arena League 2-0, leading the league right now in win percentage. First uh, they place. Are the only, yeah, first place. Uh, your San Antonio Gunslingers. We're going to talk about all that. We've got a huge show lineup for you. We've got tickets to give away. We've got uh, a Brahma's player coming on. The Brahma's player. The I've been telling Leo for weeks now. <laughs> the best running back that the Brahma's have ever had in oh, Jaquez Patrick. If these people only knew the lies. <laughs> um, and then in the second hour, when we get into Gunslinger's talk, that's a huge portion of the show, too. We've got Coach Fred Shaw coming on. He's going to call in. Uh, I'm really interested. Anybody that watched the uh gunslingers game might have noticed that fred shaw spent an awful lot of time jawing back and forth with fans in the stands i really wanted to, I, I almost want to talk about that more than i want to talk about the game and like what was going on because he built a relationship mm-hmm. with those people he was talking to them through the whole game i, I they may have reunions they may get each other's number and like uh, you know, social media request each other and talk on Messenger. I don't know. They may be friends by now because they we talk want a the lot. scoop. <laughs> <laughs> but let's start where everybody should want to start right now. The San Antonio Brahmas are still in the playoff hunt Woo-hoo! after a 25 23 win over the Orlando Guardians in what was their best, best game ever on all three phases of the yes. season. Philip, that was their best game of the year. Uh, I mean, maybe not defensively. They've had better well, games defensively, no. maybe, but all three together, all three like, aspects coming together. Yep. Coach Ward likes to say complimentary football. This was one time that the Brahmas played complimentary football. When when one side of the ball would let them down, the other side would step up and take care of it. Um, and that's what complimentary football is. Was like uh, our defense isn't playing as well. In Vegas, our defense didn't play as well as it normally does. The offense did not step up and fill that gap. And that's why we lost that game in Vegas. This time, when one side failed, the other side swept in and picked it up. Jack Cohen had an impressive game. Nick Holly did. appeared and became oh, what Nick Holly was. <laughs> uh, Jaquez Patrick ran the ball really, really well. As he does, like he's never not ran it well, but when it's other consistent. things on the offense works, he's able to run even better. Just a just a good game all the way around. Exactly what you need going into week 10 against the best team in the league in D.C. as they come in on Saturday at 2. And we're going to talk a lot about that game because mm-hmm. there's lots of information we need to know about that. But let's start at the beginning. What were your impressions of the game? Uh, or actually let's start where we always start. What were your impressions of the tailgate um, back in uh, on Saturday there at the Alamo Dome? I didn't get to see any of the tailgating because I was driving furiously from Houston over to San Antonio. You're an animal. An animal film. Yeah. Two games. I did two day. XFL games in one day. 
You need a yeah. crown. And I'm, I, I think I'm only glad. the mayor can can beat that. Probably only by the three. Mayor. I think he's good. I'll tell you very as far as very, fans. I'll tell you very um, succinctly. I am glad I did that, but I will not be doing that again. <laughs> First and last. It was fun. It was an experience. I will always say I did it. I don't think I'll ever do that again. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> it was a fair lot. Enough. I mean, it was a lot. I mean, uh, we could tell you from last weekend's experience where you were, you know, home for Easter, where we did the two games back to back in back to back days. And that took a toll. I know that took a toll on me come Monday, having gone to two football games over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, I can only imagine two football games, not over the weekend, but in one day. Same day. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, was it was the sermon Sunday morning very abbreviated? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I brought it all the way. We had all a great right. time on Sunday morning, too. It was uh, the game in Houston. We'll touch on it real quickly. Uh, a lot of fun, exactly what you expected. Uh, Vegas tried to make a game of it. Uh, Houston won outright, and they were the better team on the field. Um, I love. Here's what I love about the XFL, and some people will go, "Well, that does that's not that does not bode well for the XFL." I drove to Houston, and before I went to get on my little train that takes me to the stadium, I realized that to ride on the train officially, you're supposed to have a ticket to the game. And I had not bought my ticket yet because I know I can get a ticket to the game. I know it's not sold out. <laughs> and so I stood there in the parking lot and bought a ticket to the game. I got uh, field level, not field level, but first row tickets in the end zone, right up under the goal post uh, for 30 bucks nice. an hour before the game started. I kind of like the XFL. Like, you know, <laughs> well, that's I kind of like the- that you can do that kind of stuff. Well, that's, that's not what they want. They don't want you to be able to do that for very long, obviously. But, you know, that's where we're at right now. Uh, but at least it's affordable. They want to keep it affordable, I'm sure. But they just don't want tickets to be so ready available that soon before the game, obviously. But, yeah, yeah. man, I mean, that that's uh, that's quite a feat. Two professional football games in two different cities on one day. I know of three other people that that I know of that can claim that, and that's the mayor and the rock and Danny that's and Philip. That's it. Those there are the only go. people I know of. <laughs> I'm in I'm in storied company now. Uh yes. it was a good game. It was a good experience. I'll tell you this. Another thing about Houston uh that you guys need to know. Be so glad that we have the Alamo Dome because that game started mm. at eleven thirty. On Saturday in April, it was hot. I forgot sunscreen. Oh no! Oh. And there was a there was a <laughs> security person right below me that was the person that drags the net, you know, pulls the net up and and drops yeah. it down for field goals. That girl was sitting right in front of me, and like one of her other coworkers brought her a can of uh, you know that spray sunscreen, mm-hmm. and I'm sitting there watching her put on the sunscreen, and I'm like. How creepy is it if I ask this 22-year-old girl if I can borrow her sunscreen? Super creepy, but you did, did you? I didn't. I did not because I'm I made the same I made the same determination you did of like that's that's beyond the creepy line. You can't you can't do that. Um and so I just was like if I burn I burn and I didn't uh at least not badly. So, it was okay. So let me ask you for that ticket that you paid $30 for. 
So you didn't have to pay any of the Ticketmaster fees. It was just straight out. Oh, absolutely. Bucks. I did. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had to buy it. I bought it on the app. So I had to do that. Okay. I didn't, I didn't want to get to the stadium and buy it because then I would have technically been breaking the train rules. And I, as you know, I'm kind of a rule follower. You can call me dumb if you want to, or, or, or nerdy. I don't care. I just didn't want to get on the train and that be the one time a transit officer came by. I was like, let me see your, let me see your ticket. And I'm like, well, I'm going to buy it when I get to the stadium. It's cool, dude. And he's like, oh yeah, that's cool. Here's your $300 fine for riding without a ticket. Um, you know, I just don't want to be that guy. It's not okay. worth it. So yeah, I paid not. my $6 of, of uh master fees and uh, avoided the, the $500, $300 ticket or whatever it is for riding the train without a ticket. So. Mm. Wow, that's a cheap fee. So, how was the uh, tailgate? That, the tailgate, that was Leo. Yeah, the tailgate was actually uh, pretty decent. You know, um, a little disappointing that there was about the same amount of fans there on this game as there were on Easter Sunday. Um, uh, so that was a, a little bit of a, a disappointment, but you know, the people that were there, they came and they showed out and, you know, it was a typical, typical tailgating scene with everyone having a good time. Uh, people dancing, especially, uh, captain Brahma himself, he was getting down out there. I saw quite a bit and, you know, Jorge, the mariachi and, and, you know, that, that's a very strong, uh, tailgating group there. They had some really, um, uh, street corn that they were sharing with people that was Mm. delicious. So thank you. Uh, 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 um, Warren and, and Cece uh, uh, or Ceci, uh they uh, shared some of that with uh, with me and my group, and we went and said hello and and got to interact for a little bit. But you know, there was a, a lot of people there. The people that were there were having a good time and roaming around. And uh, but there should have been more. There should have been more people uh, for this game, especially knowing the situation. So a bit of a letdown. Uh, in as far as attendance, but the people that were there, sh- they showed up and and they were very supportive uh, before the game in the parking lot and during the game. Let me tell you, we got pretty loud. So a raucous, okay. rowdy crowd. That's typical San Antonio fashion. Uh, there just needs to be more of us. Tailgate well, included. And, and let's face it. I mean, there's no excuses anymore. Like we could make excuses for that nine o'clock game that they gave right. us. The XFL gave us. We can make excuses for the game after Easter, but a six a six o'clock game on a Saturday, like there is no excuse anymore. Um, they, you yeah, just, unfortunately. We, we just didn't show up like we could. Uh, Robert says it was hot. It um, was hot. At the yeah. tailgate, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure it was. Um, but it seems so. like it's the same consistent people, which is fine, but I don't think we're grabbing the new Brahma fans. I think that's where we're lacking. It is what it is. I know we're out of excuses. We can't blame it on the time. We can't blame it on Easter or anything like that. And I know this game, again, is going to be 2 o'clock, which is the time is good. Uh, Saturday, which is good. However, it's during the fiesta thing. And I know that's a big deal. And there's no tailgating. So that might cut down on some of the people who usually show up there. But we'll see. We'll see. I'm pretty excited about Saturday, to be honest. I know. And I work for the school district idea and it's going to be idea Brahma night. So they're doing a BOGO um, kind of promotion, buy one ticket, get one free. We're all going to sit in the same section. So I actually gave away my tickets 
so I could sit with the idea uh, family. So I'm excited about that. So here, <laughs> here, here's the thing, and I, 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 I love Mo's comment here. What Mo Verde? What fiesta? It's football. <laughs> so as as RC said, like we have our current Brahma fan base, our football, our San Antonio football fans, and those people are the ones who knew from the very beginning. You know, they, they they've been there, um, and and that that crowd is going to grow a little bit, but not exponentially. Um, those people are who they are. They love football. They, you know, want to represent the city of San Antonio, the rest of the fan base, what needs to continue to grow is really going to grow based on the performance of the team. And because we're at where we're at, you know, we're two and six coming into this game. Uh, I'm sure people have watched on TV and not been impressed with some of the performance and, you know, they're, they're skeptical and they have yet to be won over yet. And, at, you know, as a hardcore football fan and, and, and really embracing this San Antonio fan base for those of us that are already there and doing it, um, we got to understand that those people are they're they're from a different cut. And so in order to get those people to come and get that growth that we really want, it's it's going to have to come on the field. Um, I think perhaps the fact that they're actually in playoff contention in this last game um this may help and and hopefully uh create bigger numbers for that last game because now people are going to say oh well, they actually might make the playoffs so i didn't know they were that good or i didn't i didn't realize that they were you know had had turned a corner and, it, and one game you know it's it's one one game win at home but it's you know against it's, orlando yeah and against orlando but they don't know by that by the way <laughs> by the way if you ever feel bad that like oh man our our Brahmas aren't as good as we hoped, but the gunslingers are good because that's that that uh, you know train track that we run on. We run on both of these tracks of the Brahmas and gunslingers. Just realize for a second that there are football fans like us who love football and don't care if it's on the hundred yard gridiron or in the fifty yard arena mm-hmm. right now in Orlando, and they have the worst team in the XFL and the worst team in the NAL by far. In both of those, those football fans that are just like us in San Antonio right now with one good team and one team that's struggling to find their way have the worst in both leagues over in Orlando. So say a prayer for them. Like, yeah, feel feel bad for them because that's rough. Um, but they got Disney, so it kind of... We out. won. We had a... We scored a win. We notched a win on some imaginary scoreboard somewhere as the ball... As 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 foot hit ball mm-hmm. on Saturday night. Did you realize that? Did you know that we won something before we ever uh, uh, before the ball was ever touched by a player that could run it into the end zone? San Antonio Pro Football w- notched a win. Did you know that? No. Tell us how how did San Antonio In notch what a win? Area? Because this was Week Nine of the XFL, Uh, which means it has lasted longer than the San Antonio commanders of the AAF, which lasted eight weeks. We have, we are officially in uncharted territory in the two thousands in professional football in San Antonio. That seems like a small thing, but it's not, it, Mm -hmm. it it does mean something. It does mean, you know, that we did not, um, 
We didn't put our money into this and our hopes and our dreams and get screwed in the same way we did in the AAF. If it happens, it'll be a different way now. (laughs) That's right. I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's better or not, but it's, we've, we've progressed. We've gotten somewhere else. So as the ball left the tee on Saturday night, we already notched a win. We've already taken this thing further uh, than the commanders were able to take us. You see, I have completely wiped that out of my mind at this point. And that should tell you a lot. That should tell you a lot about this league and really how well this league is actually doing, where especially in this San Antonio fan base that has been burned before and is very skeptical. I, I ran into so many people that were skeptical and not willing to put up their money at the beginning of the season because of what's happened uh, before sure and, and um and 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 to to have those concerns that kind of gray cloud over our heads just totally forgotten about because i've forgotten about it i at yes. this point am really comfortable that there is going to be an xfl season two right. you know i i don't have any any doubts i mean i could be wrong you know anything could happen but up here that's already happening and I right. think most of the fan base feels that way right now. And that speaks volumes um, as far as how well this league overall is actually doing, how well uh, they're representing themselves on, you know, the networks, on a national uh, uh, view, and just in their local markets. Right. Uh, Michael Wayne Davis, he says a couple of things here that I have to address. Uh, <laughs> checking in and he said, hey, he bought his jersey. Had to rob a bank to get it, but he got one. I did not buy a jersey. I'm not going to lie. I, like, I was all in on I'm going to buy a jersey. And then those things dropped on, what was that, Thursday? And the price point was just something that I could not justify to myself. I like them. They look mm-hmm. great. I know that uh, I know that Mo and Iris have theirs. They love them. They look great. They posted a picture earlier today as those came in the mail. They look awesome. Um, mm-hmm. I've got no issue with anybody that wants to take $190 plus shipping and tax and spend it on jerseys. Do that. If you have that, I could not justify it to myself and say that is a reasonable cost for me at this time. Um, I'm not not dogging on anybody that does it. I'm not dogging on anybody that does it. Um, Just for me, I looked at it and I went, that's, that's not something I can reasonably do right now. I actually thought, (laughs) well, maybe next season, they might go down. You know what I'm saying? I never said that statement before. I never right. thought that next season. So I'm happy about that, that I'm actually thinking next season, what am I going to do? And then I also was super happy during the game on the Jumbotron. I heard that they said Brahma Mamas. So I mean, they did. Yes, they did. I was excited about that. So <laughs> they gave a nod over to the Brahma Mamas. Yeah. So I'm excited about that and, and trying to do more mm-hmm. positive things with the community, with females in football. So my mind's are working. Just thinking next season, next season. It's like, woo. Music Another thing ears. Michael Wayne Davis asks, he says, who beat DC? That was the Orlando Guardians somehow. Yeah, they did. The team we beat just DC, beat. Which just says two things to me. A, DC is beatable. Yes. Mm-hmm. And B, because they lost to the Guardians, they may come into this game on Saturday and go, there's nothing here for us. There is no reason that DC has to win this game. Whereas if they had beat Orlando and they were now nine and zero, 
the undefeated season is still something to play for. But now that they are eight and one, they look at it and they go, I, you know, we could be nine and one, but that's not really any different than eight and two. Or we can let Jordan Te'amu and, and some of these other folks uh, rest up. And, and uh, you know, we don't have to go out there and show everything. And, you know, if, if this game gets away from us, it's not going to kill us. It's not going to hurt Phillip, us. We're not losing anything. Right. And, Philip, you mentioned that on the last show that D.C. was probably going to be thinking the same thing. Like, yeah, if we lose one, it's no big deal. It's not like it's going to be the end of the world or they're going to be out of it. You know? No, I don't but know that. More, yeah. No, you don't know it, but you can assume it. And somebody brought up a great point. We were going to wait to get into all this like next week and all of the playoff stuff until we talked about the game, but we're already here. So why not? Um, Leo mentioned last week that Houston may take the week off because they'd much rather see Arlington in the playoffs than San Antonio in the playoffs. And I think he's a hundred percent correct that that is a possibility. Mm -hmm. But as I was talking Ooh. with someone else about Leo's um, supposition, he said, what do they do about the bonus? Ooh. And it occurred to me that when those 11 guys take the field, whoever oh, they are, yeah. backups, or that that they get an extra $1,000 in their paycheck if they win the game. Ooh, that talks. Money talks. And there is nobody in the world, there's nobody I want to know that says, I don't need $1,000. Like, if Not you're me. that person and you're like, I don't need an extra $1,000, you and I don't live in the same world. And, no. and, and it would be very hard for us to have a whole lot to talk about. These players are guys that need that money and they because have families. The season is short and they've got families and they want to take care of them. So this person, which it was Ralph Judkins that does the, uh, the um, gunslingers play-by-play uh, -play for our broadcast. He said, what would they do about the bonus? And I was like, Oh, good point. There's a wrinkle I had not good considered point. before. That's a good point. That's mm -hmm. a very yeah. good point. I had not what considered in that. the world. There's somebody trying to trying to hijack our feed here. We're under attack. Oh, I don't no. know if I even want to let him in. Uh oh. He is the host of the X-Men show. Hey, wait a minute. And the Beehawk live show. There's Dirty. Where are you? That doesn't look like St. Louis behind you. I've been no. here. I know what St. Louis looks like. So I am in beautiful San Diego. Ah, California. Nice. I am on vacation, but yet somehow I am still watching Smoking Gun Podcast. Love you. I know, I, the way it should be. I don't it. The way it should but, be. You're right, but I do have to say I do have to say one thing. Who called that the Dooch, the Dooch was gonna run all over St. Louis? This guy right here. Look, this is the thing that is irritating me with this entire St. Louis fan base, right? Your guys' record should be better than what it is, okay? You guys should actually be, what is that, four and six. Because the, the St. Louis should have never beat the Brahmas in the first game. We should have the exact, we should, the record should be switched. So, here's the thing. You guys still have a shot to make it to the playoffs. Guess what? We don't anymore. We don't. We're out. You do. Beat us. You Wait. do. Phil, 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 Phil. Don't be like all the other idiots. Mathematically, it's still there. I, I did the go back to math. Yeah, you, do you want to do dirty math, Phil? No, I don't, do math. Math. <laughs> that's, that's, um, I don't have my degree in dirty math. It's hard I don't have a degree in any math. math. I don't have a degree in dirty. L math. Listen, dirty. 
Yeah. I, I, just, I just got one thing to say to you right now. I know I told you, you know, kids have all moved out. We're, we're empty nesters. I've got a couple of extra bedrooms here at the house, but those are only available on a temporary basis with these bridges. <laughs> you keep burning in your city. I know obviously you're going to come down to San Antonio. I just can't promise you can stay here for, you know, six months. I'll give you six months. Dirty, and you can find a place. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not that I hate. The, it's not that I hate the battle Hawks. I don't, I love the battle Hawks. Oh, I got a battle Hawks tattoo on the back of my leg. Not that I don't hate the battle Hawks. It's, can I see it? I, 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 it's like you guys, we just have to be real. If you're going to do a show about your team, right? You can't be a homer. You have to be objective. And if your team plays like crap, you have to call it out and say, yeah, we played like crap. I mean, literally St. Louis could have went to the playoffs, right? But they crapped it. They laid the biggest golden egg, not even a golden egg. Cause it was more of a rotten egg on set on Sunday. I'm watching the game and then I'm listening and seeing all these people going, oh, oh, the refs, the refs. No, no, that was all legit fouls. Get over it, people. You know, get over it. We lost. We got to do it. We got to, you got to hope the Vipers beat them now. You got to hope the Vipers beat the Sea Dragons. Don't think it's happening, but you got to hope. Okay. You are plugged in to the XFL. You, you, you are the guy that calls when jerseys are coming out. You call uh, which teams are going to the playoffs. And so you have this prognosticator brain. I'm going to pick it for a second because this is a promise show. Do the, do the Brahmas have a chance to beat the defenders? Listen. God, it's going to pain me to say it, too. Because I, I love your guys' fan base. Your guys' fan base is phenomenal. But, oh, God. That, don't uh, God, don't uh, say it. Give us hope. Give cut us him hope. off. Cut him off before he says it. <laughs> Here, here's what I'm going to say. You guys Take have the out. number Take one. Now, hold on, hold on. You guys have the number one scoring defense in the league, right? So I will give you guys that one right there. If you guys can control, if you guys can oh. control Abram Smith and make Jordan make simple mistakes, then you guys should be able to beat win the game. If you what guys if can't they don't do that, Jordan or Abram. Ooh, well, that, if they do that, then that's going to be good for the that that'll help the Battlehawks a little bit. If they don't, then yeah, you guys should beat them. But if they play those guys, ooh. but again, no. I mean, your guys' run defense is almost unstoppable your guys's uh pass defense is almost unstoppable i mean i mean you guys have a really good defense the majority of your games have all been lo- lost by what less what is it like five points, points? every game two points? One by two was points. lost by one possession right yep. so i mean listen if, if, if jack plays again like he did this week and quietly throws another 300 yard game i mean there's a very good chance you guys could be very well good chance you guys could be dc but they have okay. to stop jordan and they have to stop abram to do it okay i got one more question for your prognosticator brain and then i gotta kick you because i got a player coming in here in a minute and you're not more oh yeah than my, my, my second back. my second favorite running back in the league the houston roughnecks and arlington renegades <laughs> come on stop it stop, stop does houston it. beat arlington are you serious you serious phil I'm Are you asking, serious? I'm just asking a question. I'm just. Asking. I mean, Arlington Renegades might be as bad as the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, oh my that's God! Really Who are you bad. talking to? That's really that's, bad too. In the back of the uh, wall. Attack. That, that's all, yeah, I mean, yeah. Listen, I got a sunset to go see. 
at the right. ocean. Enjoy, I gotta go sit man. in a hot tub and tell Patrick, man, tell that dude to bowl some people over. Because that dude's a beast. He has been. He yes. is a beast. My second favorite running back in the league. Where's where's number nine with the San Antonio Brahmas? He is uh, dirty. He is part of the Beehawk Live show as well as the X Fan Network. He's a great guy, and he's we'll leaving us right now because we already have uh, someone else lined up. Uh, he Ooh. is number nine in your programs. He is the starting running back for your San Antonio Brahmas. He is the best running back. I've tried to tell Leo all season yeah, long. The yeah, best running yeah. back the Brahmas have. His name is Jaquaz Patrick, and he is joining us right now on Smoking Guns Podcast. Jaquaz, how are you doing, bud? I'm doing well. How about you? Hello. You're doing real well. Look at you. You're all set up with good. the XFL uh, screen behind you and the, the Brahmas wow. screen behind Very you. Impressed. This is official. I feel like we're, uh, I feel like they really got you set up here. Thanks yep. for joining us. No problem. My man Kerwin got yeah. it set up for us over here tonight. So you thank Kerwin for that. Kerwin and Frank are great uh, in the uh, in the front office there. They've been helping us out as a podcast some. We love those guys. Uh, but we love you even more. Heck of a game on Saturday. How did it feel to finally uh, get that win in the Alamo Dome in front of your own fans? What was that like? That was that was important for us, man. We just wanted to do that for the, the city of San Antonio and, and the fans that come and support us each and every week. You know, we had some tough ones in that, in that stadium, and we just uh, were excited to get over the hump. You know, we're still in the fight. You know, we trying. We got a really important one this uh, Saturday, you know, with D.C., you know, win, win and get in situation. And, man, we're just trying to build on it. You know what I'm saying? I just feel like if we get in, we got a chance to really win the whole thing. So we hear a lot of conversation in from fans, from the San Antonio Brahmas fans, uh-huh. about Jack Cohn. Yeah. And – You've you've played with four different quarterbacks. You've had four different quarterbacks start with you this season. So you've seen and connected with all of these guys. Yeah. Why? What what makes us keep going back to Jack Cohn? What do we not know as fans that you guys know in the locker room that makes Jack Cohn the right guy to be leading this team? Yeah, he's resilient, man. No matter what's been thrown at him, you know, when he got injured in practice, you know, and others, you know, other guys, you know, getting their opportunity to play, you know, he's just been resilient, you know, and just just keep going and keep going, you know, and I mean, he, he's young, you know, this is pr- pretty much his rookie year. And, you know, uh, he made peace he's made, he made big time plays for us last game. And uh, that's what we're going to need to ultimately, you know, uh, to get to where we need to be. You know, uh, I support him, you know, the team supports him, you know, we, we, we know what type of player he can be. And, and we're excited for the things that he's been doing for us. Very cool. Thanks for joining us, Jacquez. Uh, I, I, I have to say, don't listen to Philip. Philip did not have to convince me or <laughs> did not have to convince me otherwise that, that you're absolutely a beast at, at running back. We had nothing to worry about once your stable mate, uh, uh, Kellen Balazs went down with an, with an injury, un- unfortunately. But, uh, as you've taken over that role where you're kind of the, the, the primary guy back there, um, we've kind of seen you really blossom from, from having, you know, fewer carries to go into more carries where you're just kind of bowling over people. And, and it seems like really hard uh, person to get to, to tackle, to get down on defenses. So um, what's, what's your mentality going into a game and going into a play where, you know, you're going to get the ball, you're going to carry that rock. 
what, what's what's your mentality like? And especially, I wanted to ask after that uh, one fumble this this past game. I mean, it was like the one blemish on a pretty much a otherwise absolutely great game that you played. Mm-hmm. Um, but but you came back and and totally made up for that. And I'm just like, what what what, what does it take up here when you're approaching the game? What what is your approach to the game? Uh, now that you know that you're the guy and this offense kind of really depends on you that much more. Yeah, man, it's just about having fun out there. Like, it's just the opportunity. You know, I, I, I've always wanted, you know, since high school, it was really like my first time. Well, I, I had a couple of times in college, you know, the opportunity to be the guy and uh, just just getting an opportunity to prove myself again, man, just to show that I can I can be that go to guy and just uh, with the team, you know, depending on me and on offense, you know, obviously I'm not the only guy on offense that we depend on, but you know, a big part of it, and I just try to deliver on my end. And man, like I said, I'm just really just having fun out there. You know, every time I get the ball, you know, obviously I want to get in the end zone. You know, uh, and that's just that's just my goal. You know, what I'm saying and anybody that tries to stop me from doing that, you know, I just gotta you know, take take care of it. You know, guys hit me, try to go low, whatever. You know, whatever it is to get to that end zone, that's what I try to do. And um, it's just sometimes it's interesting because people always ask me like, how like how do you how do you avoid so many tackles? And a lot of it is you know guys. Um, just got you just got to see what the, the, the demeanor of the tackle, the guy trying to tackle you before you, you know what I'm saying? Because sometimes you can run a guy over when he's not even trying to tackle you, you know what I'm saying? So it's a, sometimes it's just it's just knowing the demeanor and studying film and, and knowing who's in who you with in the open field. And then I'm a bigger guy, so I always try to reduce my target, my target level, uh, as far as you know, being hit, you know. So I'll you know, I'm a big guy, so I gotta bend my knees, you know, you can't be a waist bender at this height. So I always bend my knees and, and reduce my target, you know, obviously. And then the weight room and all that stuff comes into it and God-given talent, like all that stuff comes into play. When it, and then sometimes just, man, guys just be falling off with me. I just, and it's just simple as that. Nice. I have a question. So um, when you, back in 2020, when you were with the Vipers and now that you're with the XFL, what did you do between that time to keep yourself fit and motivated to stay in football? Uh, well, I mean, I, I had got the opportunity to be with the Cincinnati Bengals. And I, okay. I, so I was with the Cincinnati Bengals uh, soon after I left the, the first XFL, you know, and that was a good opportunity being there, you know, uh, good to be around those guys, you know, get the opportunity to play. And uh, I ended up leaving Cincinnati after my second season there and going out to San Francisco, mm-hmm. uh, which they signed me from the uh, Cincinnati's practice squad. And I went out there, you know, uh, was hoping to get an opportunity to to really showcase my abilities, you know, because they had a lot of injuries at the time. And it was just me and one other guy, you know. But, you know, NFL is a business. And um, I just uh, – we, we ultimately, I didn't get that opportunity I was hoping, you know, as far as to get to carry the ball at that, at that level and, you know, 15, 20 times, you know what I'm saying, even 10, 10 times, you know, would have been would have been something I, I feel like I could have showcased my, my full potential uh on that level so you know it's just a matter of just getting that opportunity um and that's just that's just what i'm trying to prove here that i can be that guy you know saying if you need me to be that guy i've i've been since playing pro ball i've been in every role third down back goal line short yardage like now i'm getting a chance to be the feature guy like number number two back to number three back i've been in every role you know what i'm saying so it's kind of like uh just, just showing the versatility I have as a running back, you know, even playing on special teams, you know, it's kind of hard in this league to play on special teams just because, you know, if, when, you, when you're the guy getting all the carries and stuff, it's, it's uh, a matter of, you know, wanting to keep you fresh, you know, so you can help the offense as much as possible. But um, it's been a journey, you know, and I just, I've, I'm very self-motivated, you know, um, 
I love the game that I play. You know, I, I get that it's a privilege to play this game. And um, I just do my best to, to, to go out there and help my team win, no matter what it takes. Your last two games have been in the Alamo Dome. you got this final game against D.C. here in the Alamo Dome. How much does it help you and your team to know that you have a good, solid crowd behind you um, as opposed to playing out on the road when you're in uh, some of these other venues? Like, what does it mean for you guys um, to have a crowd that's behind you and cheering you on? Um, does that really affect you at all, or are you, are you just tuning all that out anyway? No, it, it really makes a difference, you know. Um, just how we, we were – I think we were down 14-3 at one point in that last game and you know uh we were making plays the crowd was was there well in a sense it, you know it was feeding off that energy and then when we got that touchdown right before halftime man it was just like you can feel the energy in the building and it was like the, the, the switch flipped you know what i'm saying and you can tell that the other team on third down they couldn't hear things they couldn't make calls and that stuff really makes a difference especially being at home and then with the crowd that the crowds that we have and the, the passionate fans that we have that stuff really makes a difference so i'm really hoping that uh, we can pack it out this weekend. You know, it's going to be a great environment, a uh, great opportunity for the team to, you know, advance to the playoffs. You know, so uh, I'm looking. I'm really looking forward to it, man. It's been it's been an honor to play in San Antonio just because of the, the how passionate the fans from. You know, I'm from Florida, so it's different. I, every, I always hear people talking about how passionate people are in Texas about football, and uh, get, getting out here to come out here and play in Texas and, and experience that in person. Like it's been really cool, especially say like San Antonio. What do you like best about San Antonio? I know you're only here for game days and stuff, but have you been able to kind of visit some of the sites or taste some of the food? Well, you know, uh, I be I always ask, you know, what food. And so, like me, uh, Fred Brown, number six uh, receiver, we always like our, our things to go to like try out different restaurants on the Riverwalk. Uh, last week, I think it's called Pisanios. Uh, I can't. I don't, I don't know if I'm Paisano? Paisanos. Yeah, we tried that last week and the week before. Um, I can't remember the name of the place we tried, but we've been going to different places. Sometimes, like if we just walk up, so sometimes you don't get reservations and stuff. So it's kind of hard to like just and people. It be jam packed on the Riverwalk all the time. So we just mm-hmm. go to places and, and hopefully you know we just walk in and see if there's something available. We get it, you know. But uh, that's been our kind of our thing though since we've been uh, we had this little stretch of uh, games that we've been trying to like find like little restaurants to try. Are we? I personally like the little hole in the wall spots. You know what I'm saying? So that I, I, I don't really want to go to like a a franchise place that I can yeah. go to in Florida and or uh, or Ohio or whatever. You know, I want to go somewhere that's like strictly San Antonio and I wanna, you know, do those type uh experience that type of food. I'll well, send you I a promise, list of uh, restaurants. <laughs> that'll be perfect. I promise Kerwin I wouldn't keep you longer than about ten minutes. Uh RC always loves when we get a player or uh somebody from uh the coaching department on to Fire some just real quick rapid fire. Let's learn a little bit of information about you. Some of it's football related, some of it's not. If you got a couple of minutes, she wants to throw those at you, and then we'll let you get about your day. We really appreciate you taking some time to spend with us. RC, go for it. Okay, so what's uh, your top two songs in your playlist? All right now, uh, top two songs. I can't. I, I'll give you top two artists. Uh, Drake. Okay. Drake and probably Drake and who I'm trying. And right now it's really just Drake. I've been listening to a lot of Drake lately. That's been okay, like, favorite fo- favorite football movie. Favorite football movie. It's uh, a good one. Probably Blindside. I don't know. I I love that okay. song. Okay. Yeah, I, I just love one. 
you know, the, the high school aspect of it, you know, how you came up and then, cause it's, it's just, the, it shows like how you get recruited. It's obviously not, you know, they're not paying guys, right. or, you know, all those things, but I, I like the aspect of it. Like, cause it gives you a, a, a full preview of like what, what it is to be recruited and get to that next level. So I would say a blind side probably one of them. Okay. This may be a tricky one, but who's your favorite rapper? Drake. <laughs> well, I thought, aren't you a nephew of 50 cent? Yes, no, that's what the people I don't know. I don't know where that rumor started at. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry oh, I mean, then. I apologize for that. I said I said next time someone asked me that I was gonna say yes because I that's everyone asked me to do that. I don't know where that there you go. Started. But I, if, if that if that if, if everyone wants that to be my uncle, I guess I'll claim him as well. <laughs> there you go. Last question. What do you put on your tea, uh, pizza topping? Oh, only uh, the most I'll do is pepperoni and bacon, maybe some sausage. Um, okay. one of my friends, one of my friends, uh, he ordered a, a pineapple pizza and he's like, I got some pizza left over and he's like, I got it. Uh, I, got, and I went down there to get the pizza and it was pineapples on it. I'm like, I can't even eat this, man. <laughs> <laughs> no pineapple on the pizza. I can't do the pineapple. I know that's not popular with a lot of people, but I, I'm not a pineapple guy on the pizza. His name is well, Jaquez so Patrick. He is you. a running. I appreciate his you. Name... Time. His name is Jaquez Patrick. He is running back for the. San Antonio Brahmas, he will be in the Alamo Dome uh, getting the Brahmas to the playoffs this week uh, as they take on the D.C. Defenders, best team in the league. That doesn't mean a thing uh, because they are going to come in and we're going to hand them a loss, and then we're going to head off to Houston and start making our way through the playoffs. Jaquez, thank you so much for spending some time with us. We really appreciate you. Thank you. Once forward, the Brahmas. Once forward. Thank you, Jaquez. Very thank cool. You. Very cool. Thank you so much to the Brahmas organization for making him available for us. Yes. Um, and and we just we can't be more grateful uh, that they you. let us have some time with him so that you guys can get to know him. Uh, I know that the Brahma babe was on here and and I really wanted to mention that she's been watching him for a while. He's an FSU kid and and she's a Seminoles fan. Um, sorry about that. I wanted to try to get that in there, but we had a very tight window uh, to spend some time with Chiquez. But we love the fact that we just get to know them a little bit and get to uh, – Yeah. It's hard when they're up under a helmet and they're 50 yards away from you to really feel like you're getting to know these guys. So we love the fact that we can pull them on from time to time and you can learn some little information yeah. about them and feel like, hey, I know that guy a little better. I know who number nine is and what makes him tick a little bit. Um, and you can you can make that a thing. So. My favorite part about that. Me. My favorite part about that. I don't know if a, if a running back has ever said this before, but my favorite part about that was when he talked about you know breaking tackles and you know sometimes looking at the approach of of the mm -hmm. tackler and coming in and and that, I mean vision is a big part of being a running back, but you yes. normally think about field vision. You don't normally think about vision as far as measuring up a defender and whether he's going high or low or what angle he's taking. So he touched on that. But my absolute favorite was the quote is sometimes they just fall off of me. <laughs> I was like, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> sometimes they just fall off, man. <laughs> he's a big guy. He's a hard runner. What I really loved about our stable at the beginning of the year was that we had him and Kalen Bellage. And by the way, I've joked about this all show, but we had this behind the scenes argument going on most of the season about which one of those guys was better, which is not taking away from either of those guys. No. Like neither one of us were saying, you know, uh, Kalen Balazs is not good. We were just saying which one of these two is better. I was always on the Balazs side 
And Leo was always on the Jaquez Patrick side until this week. As I was sitting in the press box and we were watching uh, Patrick run, I texted Leo and I said, okay, Patrick is better. <laughs> um, and and the reason is he's available right now, and that's what makes him better right now. When they get both in the same stable again, we get to refire up that whole argument yep. again, which is a good problem to have. Um, they're both big, bruising guys. They run well. And when you add any kind of passing game alongside them, it just opens things up for him, which is what you saw on Saturday. Um, Jack Cohen was able to look. We've been really, really, really uh, critical of the offensive line. And so it would not be fair mm-hmm. of me to have this show today and not say the offensive line was, dare I say, decent, maybe even good. Yeah. Um, they That's still had they- their moments. Mm-hmm. But they they kept a clean pocket for Jack to be able to get the ball down the field some. They opened up some holes for Jaquez to run through. They I don't know what it is. I actually asked Coach, what do you attribute the success to? Uh, because the offensive line has been a problem. Mm-hmm. And he said, man, they just grind. They've just been grinding, and it feels like they figured something out. Um, they did a lot better, and we wouldn't be doing uh, we wouldn't be doing this right to not point out the fact that that. They had a good. They had a good game. Uh, the did. offensive line had a good game. That translated so, I, over to Cohen's day. I mean, he doesn't yeah. have the type of day he had without the offensive line performing the way they did. For sure. So, sure. Philip, how was it to be in the press box? It was great. Um, For that I, I, I love that experience. Um, I, I, I am not. Uh, I, I don't mind being in the stands. I enjoy it, but I need to be able to keep notes and uh, I love to communicate with people. So I was live tweeting the game. I'll be doing the same thing this Saturday where on our smoking guns podcast, Twitter feed, I will just be live tweeting. And so if you're in the stadium, follow me on Twitter, follow us on Twitter on the show, because when I get an injury update that you can't hear in the stadium, I'm going to tweet that information out to you so that, you know, Oh, we're not seeing, uh, you know, player X, I'm not even going to throw a name out there because I don't want to jinx anybody, but we're not right. seeing player X. Oh, he's questionable for the game because he's got a shoulder injury. Um, I'm going to give you as much of that information as I can in the press box. It's over the last seven or eight years. It's just where I felt most comfortable at a football game. Um, and it was, it was very nice to be back in. I love the press box at the Alamo dome. It is huge. Yeah. It very is spacious. open air. Uh, a lot of press boxes you go to are closed off from the crowd. So you hear them, but you hear them behind glass. Um, and it's it's a different kind of uh, experience. You're, you're kind of separated from things. At the Alamo Dome, it is open. Uh, the press box is open to the crowd. And so you feel like you're still right in the middle of things because you kind of are. They're all around you. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really liked the press box there at the Alamo Dome. It was great. Uh, great experience. I love the ability to go down and talk to Coach Buckley. I didn't have any questions for him necessarily, and then uh, get a chance to ask some questions of uh, Jack Cohen and Coach Ward and uh, Beasley, uh, who came out and talked to us, and Nick Holly, um, able to able to spend some time with all of them and talk to them. It was it was yeah. very nice, and we get an opportunity to do that again on Saturday for DC tell you what those were heroes of the game right there Beasley mm-hmm. and Holly as well as Patrick and Cohen for but sure. Beasley and Holly for sure big time contributors it was really good to see Holly come in first game 
you know, we picked him up just uh what a, a, a week before, but uh, obviously not enough time for him to get out on the field yet, get the offense and everything. But coming out the way he did and being such a weapon um, for Cohen. And then also, I don't know if anybody noticed, I mean, they ended up scoring on that ridiculous drive anyways, but Holly's the one who made the at least temporary saving tackle on the longest pass uh, thrown in the in the uh, Alamo Dome this season in the XFL by a punter. But yeah. Holly's yeah. the one who got down there and made sure that he wasn't going to throw a touchdown at least to save us from mm-hmm. that embarrassment. But, but Holly was just, oh, man, he's he's a straight-up baller. I'm glad to have him as a Brahma. But yeah. every single one of you Brahmas fans, if you're upset about the fake punt, if you tell me you saw it coming, I'll call you a liar to your face <laughs> because they were in their own territory. It was early in the game. It was perfectly called it uh, was. and it was executed correctly. And boy, was you it. Know, yeah, it was just done right. And it was done at a time that like, I we wasn't thinking about a fake punt, not us. It was, it was Orlando that ran it. Um, and they ended up scoring on it. It would have made the game a completely different thing. But it was it was the one time, I think, all season I've watched Orlando do something and gone, that was a really gutsy, good coaching call. Uh, because it yes, could have blown was. up on them and really Give hurt them. Credit. Uh, yeah. But they didn't. They kind of gutted it out and gave it a try, and it ended up being what they needed it to be. But if hey. you tell me, if you reach out to me and say, I saw it coming, I knew that was going to happen, I will call you a liar to your face. It was one of those, the a perfectly timed, desperate play by a desperate team, and they executed it to perfection. And as Matthew Feimer says in, on the Facebook feed, one of the best plays of the year. I mean, I hated every microsecond <laughs> of it. <laughs> I was so upset to see it unfold before my eyes but i I mean give credit where credit was due yeah and that was just an absolute dime thrown by a punter uh, on the sideline yeah and i don't have any stats to back it up but i did text leo and say is the longest pass in the alamo dome in the xfl this season thrown by a punter (laughs) and we we tend to think it is i don't i don't think that there's a longer pass than that and it was thrown by a punter so it may just be that is what it is. Special teams. <laughs> yeah. Special teams. Robert Rankin chiming in. He said the pass looked like a pick at first. But watching for the side. Yeah. I mean, you were hoping you saw one guy over there, but I think he timed his jump a little bit too early. And then just luck of, of luck. Not only did he time his jump a little too early and not get to the ball as he was intending to, he took out the only other guy, the only other defender that was there that had a chance of making a tackle without Holly coming from across the field and making that play to, to stop him. Um, so yeah, just, I mean, give credit where credit's due. We, we can laugh about it now because we got the win because right. Jack was Patrick and saved us later. So yes, he yeah. did. Uh, so we get the win at Orlando. I, you're you're probably not being honest with yourself if you, as a Brahmas fan, didn't feel a little nervous going into this game because, like, what happens if we lose to Orlando? Like, that means that we are really bad, as bad as some people are saying that we are. I was a little nervous going into this game. I was very thankful that at no point did I feel like we were out of it. And even when we were down, whatever it was, 14-3, I was 14-3. like, oh, there's still time. We can, we're, we're still okay here. 
Um, and they made that, they made good on that, came back out and uh, in the second half and, and won the game. And it's a big win. So that's Orlando. Now we look toward D.C. And lots we have to talk about before we even talk about the game because it is Fiesta this week. And that means that things have changed. And so I know that a lot Whoa. of you were asking questions back and forth. Yes. The Alamo Dome put out some stuff just before we started recording this. But I reached out to the team because, you know, I'm a big wig now and I have connections with the team now that I'm, <laughs> now that I'm a media guy. No, uh, I reached out to the team and I said, hey, give me a real clear picture of what we're looking at so that folks that listen to the show and watch the show know exactly what to expect on Saturday. And here's what I got. Uh, Lot C will be closed, which I think many of us knew due to the carnival mm -hmm. for Fiesta. Lot B opens at 10.30 a.m. It is $10, first come, first serve, and there is no tailgating allowed. Um, that's a big surprise. That's, that's the Alamo surprise. Dome, by the way. That's not the right. team right. doing that. That's the Alamo Dome that wants to capitalize and be able to fit as many people in there so they can they can make their money and not have to uh, not have to be wasting manpower looking around for people that are using extra spots without having paid for them for their tailgate. Yeah, that's a bummer, but I guess I understand it sort of. More information for you: ADA spots. If you need a if you need a handicap spot, ADA spots are available in Lot A. Also on a first come first serve basis, beginning at seven a.m. You could park there. Uh, with uh, ADA uh, tags, I would assume, uh, disabled tags. They are $25 for space. Do not ask me why they are charging $25 for ADA spaces and $10 for the others. I don't know. Again, that's an Alamo Dome thing. That's not the Brahmas. That's not the XFL. That is the Alamo Dome, and they know what they're doing. They, they, they have been a venue for a long time, um, so it's not like, that's against the law. I know that we're going to, somebody's going to go that you can't do that. If you couldn't do that, they wouldn't do it. Um, I, I don't know why they made that decision. Don't shoot the messenger. John finished off by saying ride share is highly recommended. You, you try to get your ride share to drop you off at lot D via park and ride. will begin at 12 PM. I believe they start that up at crossroads up at the yeah. crossroads area. And uh, it will run uh, till one hour after the game. So it starts at noon and it'll run until one hour after game time. Uh, and they will drop off at the north end of the Alamo. So that is the information that you will see pushed out all week long from the Alamo Dome, from the XFL. We wanted to get that information to you on the show because we know that you need to make your plans around that. So mm -hmm. I've already seen some folks saying, hey, if they're not going to allow tailgating there, why don't we find another spot to tailgate? That's a great idea. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know where you're going to go. I know some people have thrown out Alamo Beer Company. I'm going to tell you right now, they're busy. Then we'll talk about that a little later. But I know we have a watch party uh, for the Gunslingers and another event there at the same time this Saturday. So they may not be the best place to try to utilize. Um, there's always parking around the Alamo Dome. Uh, there are spots you can find. But the, the killer on this is the no tailgating. But understand, yeah. that's not the XFL, and that's not the Brahmas. That is just because it's Fiesta time, and the Alamo Dome uh, has has an event already going on in their parking lot, and that's what they're doing. Um, so Roger Ross checking in says, yeah, Alamo Beer already said no. Um, so uh, mm. keep 
John Navarez checking in. Thanks for the support. Like always, guys, we thank you guys at the ticket office. You guys are doing a great job. John uh, reached out to us and said, hey, you guys want to give away some tickets on the show? And we said, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, we have eight tickets together in the Alamo Dome uh, in Section 101 available. We want them to go to a group that would not get to go to the game. So if you've got uh, if you got a football team, um, uh, you know, a little league football team, peewee football team, or your baseball team, or, uh, you know, and, and it's something you would like to take them to, uh, reach out to us. We've got eight seats all there together. Can I get more? No, because he gave me eight seats. So I got eight seats for you. Um, but we want them to go. Don't, if you're, if you're a season ticket fan, like you can lie to me, I I would never know. I'm not going to go back and check you. But if you're a season ticket fan and you already have tickets, keep it. Uh, keep your tickets and buy some extra tickets for friends. But if you have that guy at the office that has been talking all season about, gee, I really need to make it out to one of these games, um, then have him grab some buddies and let's get him to the game and make a Brahma's fan. Yeah. Out. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of thing we want to see happen with this. You need to check in with the show here on Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube. No, I'm not going to say YouTube. Facebook or Twitter. Reach out to us uh, at Smoking Guns Pod, Smoking No G, Guns with a Z, P-O-D, uh, either on Facebook or Twitter. Send us a direct message and uh, ask if we still have those available. If we do, I'll make them available to you, and uh, we'll get you your your buddy to the game or you to the game if you're somebody that, hey, I, I've wanted to go to a game all season. I can this one, but I can't afford to go. Okay, let's get you to the game. Um, let's make that happen for you. But uh, that is from John. That is from the Brahmas organization. They are doing everything they can to make Brahmas fans out of all of San Antonio. And this is part of that. So thank you, John. Um, Thanks, John. Yeah, for sure. And I just, wanted, the, okay, I just wanted to mention real quick about the Brahma Mamas because we had been discussing on our page, what are we going to do for Fiesta? Thinking that we were going to tailgate. So I know we're probably not going to collect peanut butter jars. Uh, we were talking about passing out cascarones. I don't know if that's going to happen. And we were talking about passing out like those floral halos. So just know there may be some changes. Look um, for the Brahma Mama uh, Facebook page. And I will update probably either tomorrow morning to see what this news is going to affect. Now, by no means am I saying don't attend the game. I'm already thinking right now I'll probably do the park and ride just because it's easier. So I'm just saying things are going to change. They may look different. But that does not mean you don't come to the game. Still come to the game. There's more to football than just tailgating. One other item. I did talk to John today, and this wasn't in my message that I got from him, but it's something that I wanted to make sure everybody knew. Uh, Fiesta medals. Brahma's Fiesta medals will be available. We have the Brahma's Mama's Fiesta medals. You still have some of those left, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. But Fiesta medals will also be on sale at the game. Now, uh, there's going to be a... Season ticket only, season ticket holder only, meet and greet at, I believe, Alamo Beer Company from like four to eight on Friday. If you are a season ticket holder, you are entitled to a Fiesta medal, one, per account. So if you have four season tickets under your account, you get one. If you have one season ticket uh, and you're the one that bought your own season ticket, you get one. You get one per account. Um, and then you can buy any extra that you would like to buy. They're going to be on sale. They're $10. Uh, 
Um, we put out a post on uh, Sunday night or Sunday afternoon about it on our Facebook page. So you can go and read all the information there. That's directly from the team. Um, but if you're a season ticket holder, you are entitled to a medal. Go get it. And uh, if you are not a season ticket holder, you'll have to stand in line for merch and get yours while they last. Now, or buy a Brahma Mama medal because we'll be there also. And buy a Brahma Mama. And, and we'll, we're getting closer to that $500 to donate to the children's shelter. So we'll be there um, between those same hours. $10. Again, we're trying to raise $500 to go to the children's shelter. What you got, Leo? So I was going to ask. I don't know if you know the answer to this question, but if John is still with us or someone that knows, maybe they can chime in. Um, if it's necessary at all. What, what is it that we have to show as season ticket holders? What do, do we have to show, have something to, to kind of show as proof that we are season ticket holders in order to get that awesome looking medal, by the way, for those of you that yeah, have a great looking it. medal, yeah. uh, uh, your account number, you need to, you need to be able to pull up your account number. That's how they're going to be verifying your account and be able to mark you off of the list and say, Hey, Leo and Lois, they got their medal. They're gonna they're gonna use your account number, is what he told me earlier today. Nice. Perfect. So uh we need to get to the uh, game, but we're gonna have to uh, uh take a break on Brahma Talk for a second. It is eight o'clock, and I got another guest lined up, and that's the way uh that's the way the show works. Um, we're gonna move on to gunslinger talk for a little bit. Stick with us if you're a Brahma fan, because we still gotta clean up what we're going to see uh, against DC in the game. We have some thoughts. I have some thoughts and we want to talk about that, but let's shift down gears a little bit and talk about the East San Antonio gunslingers because they yeah. played an incredibly exciting game. Mm. They were down by 14 points at one point. They came back, tied the game, went into overtime and then secured a 62 to 61 win over the Jacksonville sharks. And joining us right now is the head coach, of the San Antonio Gunslingers, Fred Shaw. He is driving, so you won't see him, but he will talk to us and tell us about the game and, more importantly, about the fans in Jacksonville because I'm real curious about some of these fans in Jacksonville. <laughs> yeah, uh, We're going to talk with him for a second, but you won't see him. You'll just hear him. Head Coach Fred Shaw, how you doing, Coach? How you guys doing? Can you guys hear me? Oh, perfect. We can hear you great. Yes, we can hear you great. Man, it's one So it was a great game. Great it's great to see you guys. It's a great game. Uh, we want to talk a little, talk to you a little bit about the game, but first and foremost, the most pressing question: You seem to make some friends there in Jacksonville, right up against the field, <laughs> down in that, down in that near that end zone. Tell us about your new friends there in Jacksonville, because you spent the whole game talking to this one group of people every time you were over in that area. From what I saw, did you make some new yeah. friends there? <laughs> Yeah, I definitely uh, made some new uh, fans there. You know, I, I played arena football for a long time against Jacksonville, so I know a lot of people in Jacksonville. But uh, it has great energy in Jacksonville, and uh, it's no other place like that to get a victory in. So let's talk awesome a little win. bit about. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about the game and what you saw as a coach. Uh, what were your, what were your impressions as you made your way through the game and as you came off the field with a one point win? Uh, how did you feel about the game on Saturday night? Uh, we felt good. We felt good on uh, when we uh, headed to the arena. We uh, we knew it was going to be a tough matchup against Jacksonville. Uh, they have a coach, and they have some uh, great players on the field. So we knew it was going to be a ball game, but uh, 
we kept playing and we kept fighting. And, uh, you know, that's what we're going to bring to the table each game, uh, each week. We're going to just keep fighting and good things are going to happen for us. We've got a great group of guys and uh, I'm excited about this game this weekend and, and it's going to be a show. It's going to put a sh- It's going to be a show. A great one. He's with us right now in the comment section, but I've got to ask you, and it seems like we talk about this guy all the time, but that's because he deserves it. Mm. Kali Rashad is catching touchdowns off Woo-hoo! the wall. He's off catching touchdowns off the net. He's rolling over guys trying to tackle him and staying <laughs> yep. off his staying off of being down and, and advancing the ball all the way down to the goal line. How nice is it as a head coach to have a weapon like Kali Rashad out there uh, making plays for you? Yeah, he's a true offensive specialist, you know, and that's what that's what I call him, man. You got to be special to uh, to do the things that Rashad does. And uh, honestly, it's no uh, better ath- athletic player out there like that uh, that's in the NAL or any other league, uh, for that matter. Uh, but I'm just uh, – it, it's a, a privilege to actually have him on the team, you know. He's a true leader. He's a strong guy, you know. You might you might look at him and, you know, be like, oh, he's a short guy, but he's he's a, he's the toughest guy on the field. Always, and uh, it's no better player to have than Rashad. Yeah, I mean, we have always definitely really appreciated uh, the athleticism that Kali has displayed, and you know, the speed, uh, the determination. You know, not the biggest guy, but out there, you know, playing with the biggest heart, uh, you know, and and making plays game after game after game, but. This game, we we got to to appreciate another new, uh, not a new aspect, but we got to kind of see it featured more in in his awareness and just having his head on him to be able to go and make not one but two plays, taking advantage of these new rules coming off one off of the off of the uh, the dasher board in the in the end zone. I mean that play that caught the defense off guard that caught the officials off guard because some of them were standing around looking at each other and Callie's putting his hands up already giving the, the touchdown signal. And he's saying, yeah, that's a score. And they had to talk about it, discuss it for a second and then confirm. Yeah, that's a score. And then again, later off the net, I, I mean, there's adjustments uh, getting on these new rules, but Callie's just all over it. Yeah. He's just a pair. He just keeps playing until the whistle's blown. Yeah. He, he fights hard every play. I mean, it's not a play that I don't see him hustling. If uh, I can actually play him on defense, he's been asking me to play defense for a long time now. But I'm gonna keep him off uh, away from that side as of right now. But uh, he's just an overall just playmaker. And uh, like I said, man, there's no better player to have on your team than Rashad. You picked up Arvell Nelson just before camp started uh, here against Jacksonville, one of the perennial good teams in the NAL. They they are always. There in the conversation as we get toward the end of the season in the NAL, uh, he was responsible for nine touchdowns, nine touchdowns. Um, how and what I really noticed, coach, is Arvell is doing great, but there's still room to grow, isn't there? Yes, there's definitely room to grow, but uh, you know, this is the first two games of the season. And we're going to get better each week. You know, we watch the film, and uh, we're going to continue to get better. And uh, But he's a true leader as well. You know, I, I honestly, uh, he's one of the, uh, the great prof- uh, professional players that I've been around since I've been coaching. And uh, he's just an all-around leader uh, on the field, off the field. Uh, he leads by example. And so I, I, it's no doubt in my mind that each week he's going to get better. So uh, don't be surprised if we get four this weekend. 
Barnett also had a great game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Barnett yeah, has Barnett, been. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we've kind of talked about that. No, no. Uh, thank you, Coach. But we, we've kind of talked about that uh, the last uh, couple of shows about what it must be like as a defensive coach to prepare for this team with so many weapons that you have on offense, um, you know, in, in the running game with Pierre and then uh, in the passing game, you got Kali and then Barnett and then, and then guys, you know, uh, behind him that, uh, you know, you have uh, a juice and uh, Nico and just, it's it's got to be a nightmare to kind of go down this list of of depth at receiver that you you guys have and you can really they can't really just focus on anyone obviously uh Kali and and Barnett uh are are a big piece of this offense but really you can you can kind of plug someone in give them a breather if something happens or or you can draw up a play to kind of go a, you know, a different direction and be just as successful yeah, it's you know, uh, the thing about it is these guys are not selfish. So if they see someone uh, that's on the field, they're hot, uh, they're going to continue to, uh, you know, motivate those guys. Uh, we don't have a selfish player on our team, and uh, we're building something strong in San Antonio this year. And uh, you guys are going to be surprised at the outcome of the season uh, with Gunslingers. So I don't now think you we're going to be surprised. We're getting the championship, and we're getting the ring, and I'm getting my own Hardware. ring. That's right. <laughs> yes, ma'am. One. Might get him at a time, but yes, yes, ma'am. Okay. Right. <laughs> now you head up to the Capital Region to take on the back-to-back champion Albany Empire, and there are some folks around the NAL that say, ooh, the Albany Empire may not be as good as we thought they were because there's been a coaching change, and uh, Tom Manas is out, and now Damian Ware is the head coach there. Coach, that's not true, is it? Uh, Damian Ware is not... Uh, not necessarily like nobody can replace Tom Manas. Tom Manas is a, is a legendarily good coach. Uh, but Damian Ware is also a really, really good coach. Uh, that there's not going to be much of a drop off for this championship team. Is there? Uh, definitely not. These guys are a, a great coach. Uh, coach Ware's a great coach. Uh, they have uh, championship players on their team and uh, nothing's going to be easy. Nothing's going to be easy to come this weekend. Uh, we're going to have to take everything. And uh, we're looking forward to it. Uh, but those guys are going to come ready to play, you know. And uh, all the distractions aside, I'm sure, uh, when we uh, step on the field, and those guys are going to bring it to us. But uh, we'll be ready for it. We'll be ready for it. Talking about distractions. So, uh, Coach, I'd, I'd really like to kind of get a feel on what the difference is this year compared to last year. I can tell you – Philip and I talked about this a little bit on, on the last show going into um, Freeman Coliseum before game one and, and walking in there during warmups, I could just sense it. I could see it on the players. I, I see guys warming up like Cody Brooks and Kadir and, and Kali. And I see guys out there and it just, there's a different level of, like a business approach and focus that, that I just see kind of standing there on the sidelines, even before the game. And then it, it's just, it seems to carry over. And, and we see comments from you like uh, on Facebook after the last game, you said, uh, respect us. And then talking now, we joke about hardware and rings and talk about championships. And you have that mentality 
of, you know, one game at a time. It, it, it just seems like a totally different perspective and, and at, uh, attitude. It, you could kind of feel that in the atmosphere. Can you kind of tell us about that, the difference that, that this offseason has made for you guys and, and your outlook on the season week by week? Yes, sir. The only, the only thing we've been preaching in the offseason was uh, family first. And we're, we're building a family. And uh, it's, something, it's something strong that uh, no one's going to be able to break. Uh, and you really can't uh, explain it, but uh, it's, just, it's just a group of guys that, that we really care about each other. And once we go out uh, on the field or if we're playing at home or if we're playing away, we always stick together. We always have five, uh, 25 players that's going to stick together. We have the coaching staff, man. Uh, that that's just strong, uh, and and they just believe we just believe in each other, and uh, it, it's going to be a special year just off of that, just by the love that we have in our locker room for each other, and uh, we we don't we don't explain it, you know, a lot, you know, outside of the locker room, but that's what you see, that's what you see uh, when you see these guys working, it's, they're working together, they're not by themselves, they're working uh, beside one of their brothers, and uh, we're building something special. I just keep saying that we're building something special. I believe it. And I know Leo had said distraction, and I'm going to touch on that. So last week I talked about the pants that didn't fit that player very well. Well, I don't know who you talked to, but it was not a distraction at this game. So just thank you, thank you, thank you. So that's one distraction check off the list. We got bigger yes, pants. Ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So we, had to, uh, we had to get his pants right. I was so like trying to cover my eyes there. I know you're driving and we're going to let you get back on the road and pay attention to the road. I do want to ask. So or I did just want to mention coming into this three game stretch, you were going to learn a lot about who your team was. You played against the Carolina Cobras, a team that was in the championship last year. You got a one point win there. Uh, then you went to Jacksonville, a team that is always in the top half of the league and you get a one point win there. Now you go up against the championship team, two-time champion Albany empire this week. And at the beginning of this stretch, I said, you know, if they can come out of that two and one, that tells me that we're 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 competitors. And now I sit here with two wins under our belt and I go, no, no, we need to be three and oh, we need to get this win. Um, and hey, coach, did you know that we can win a game by more than one point? You're, you're aware that we can we can beat them by more than one, right? Yes, we definitely can. We can beat anybody by one, but the thing about it's just to win by one point. So uh, <laughs> one point, twenty points. We don't care. Yeah, we don't. We don't. We don't. It really doesn't matter to us as long as we get the W. Uh, we're gonna keep uh, knocking them down one by one each week, and it's not gonna be easy because we're gonna continue to play each week, and uh, they're gonna understand San Antonio. Yeah, y'all look great out there. I watched the whole game, and it was amazing. I was so happy cheering. My, yeah. I lost my voice. A lot, lot of fun, Thanks. even just watching on the on the broadcast. We can't wait to have you guys back home so we can be loud and rowdy for you down there along the wall in Freeman Coliseum. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Can't wait. Hey, Coach, can't wait. We're gonna let you, thank we're gonna you let guys. you get back on the road. Uh, thank, thank you so much for checking in with us. Hopefully, we get a chance to talk to you next week after another win. Thank you, Coach. All right, you guys take care. Thank you. Guns up. Guns up. He is the head coach of the San Antonio Gunslingers, the 2-0 and San Antonio Gunslingers. Two points, two wins. Uh, they are 2-0, and and they are leading the league right now. Love is it, it too early? Is it too early to start talking about that? Heck no, because no. we're leading the league right now. 
So we're going to talk about it. Um, just very exciting to watch what's happening around this team. We talked all off season about it really feels like something special is happening here with this team. Uh, I really am excited about the season and now we're into the season and it, the team is proving us correct in those assumptions that they are going to be one of those teams that just has to be dealt with. I'm not saying mm-hmm. that they're going to win the championship. That's their goal. I said it though. But any team that wins the championship is going to have to get through San Antonio to do it. They are going yeah. to be a part of that uh, conversation. They are going to be a contender. And uh, that's all you can ask for at this stage of the season is we want to be in contention when push comes to shove. And right now they are proving to us that that's who they are. That's me fighting because they're fighters. Yeah, and they're proving they know how to win games, even when the odds are stacked against them. Going into Jacksonville is not an easy task. Uh, as Coach Shaw mentioned, you know, that's a special place to, to play, and he knows from experience. But coming in there and being down at one point by 14 points and scoring 21 consecutive to retake that advantage, it's hard for anybody to score 21 consecutive points in the game of arena football. But to come and do that in Jacksonville uh, when, you know, I think, you know, a different team, even this Gunslingers team previously, uh, going down 14 on the road, they, that might be too big a mountain to ask them to, to overcome. But this team is just resilient. Uh, they stick together. They band together. Like Coach Shaw said, it's it's like a family. Mm-hmm. And they really believe in, in themselves and each other. And, and we have to mention – uh, they have a great kicker backing them up. Michael Wayne Davis uh, mentioned Drew it Pearson. earlier. And, yeah, we got to oh. give him credit. He kicked a perfect game, yes, and uh, was was ended up being the difference. And two one-point uh, victories so far, you know, those come down to, to your kicker. And, yeah. and And he's the one that pushed him over the top. So got to give him kudos for sure. You cannot discount the – uh, the impact that Drew Pearson has had on this game mm-hmm. because it has been one-point wins in both games. And so yep. that means uh, the kicker is so very important in those games uh, because it, we're watching the league. We're watching other football around the league that don't ha- they don't have automatic kickers that can get them points after touchdowns, and they're suffering. Um, there are other teams that are having a hard time because their kicker doesn't get them every point available. Drew does what he can to get us every point available. Yeah, and, that's and important. I, I had mentioned on Facebook, win a winner chicken dinner. We had two winning football teams in San Antonio. I was so proud to be a football fan in San Antonio this weekend. We both so, have great kickers. I asked the question on the banner at the beginning. Uh, we haven't really discussed it, but I would like to say, I, I, I believe that Saturday was, in the history of San Antonio professional football, the best day, the greatest day in San Antonio professional football ever. Yeah, I, I would agree. agree with you. We had a game nine. We got past uh, some ghosts. We pushed away some ghosts. We got a win that kept us in the playoffs at home for the first win, uh, the first home win of the uh, the XFL team here. And then um, in overtime, 
the Gunslingers prove that they are going to be a team that everybody has to reckon with in the NAL. I can't think of any professional football day in San Antonio better than that. No, I mean, there can't, there, no, there can't be. <laughs> I mean, going back and, 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 and thinking about, you know, in, in all of history, uh, you know, we've had the San Antonio Riders, the Texans, we've had the, the wings, we had the talons, uh, you know, as well as the commanders and the, you know, the original old school USFL gunslingers, you can't compare any season from those guys and having one day that had as much success on a, on a professional level in football in San Antonio. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Love that. Yeah. Drew, Drew should show up that leg on a Fiesta float. That sounds like a plan, man. Let's That's make that cool. happen. If not this year, let's make it happen another year. Um, I wasn't even in town to watch the games and I watched them through YouTube. And even then I was super excited. Like I literally almost lost my voice with that gunslinger game. Cause I was so excited. So fans out there, you don't have to be in the seat to be a fan. You can watch it on YouTube. You can watch it on ESPN too. A plus. So there's other options out there. So jump on the, as the bandwagon, I know it's kind of late, but we have some really good professional football here in San Antonio. Uh, yes, Michael Wayne Davis says, didn't the baseball team win as well? Yes, the San Antonio Missions also got a win on Saturday. Yes. Um, oh so just foot, just sports all around San Antonio Victory was all City. over the Yeah, wins everywhere. Um, Did the Missions play so, a Florida team? I don't know. No, because be they're, in, they're in the Texas League. So oh, I can that's right. That's Florida right. Team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the Gunslingers game itself, and let's talk about that. And then we will wrap all this conversation up with this coming Saturday because you football fans in San Antonio, you you Gunslingers posse that love both of these teams, you can absolutely be involved with both of these games this week, and I'm going to tell you how. Uh, so what did you see on the field? Leo, you've gotten a chance to watch the game. I've watched the game um what what stood out to you where are their deficiencies because not everything was perfect like we we got the win and we're two and oh but we can't pretend like this team is going to be a buzzsaw that's just going to run through everybody there are still some things that that need some work so what did you see yep so the defense still still can be better um, I still think there's some some breakdowns. You see some guys looking at each other after the play and coverage, like like maybe someone wasn't uh, where they were supposed to be. Uh, but it's it's getting better. Um, offensively, uh, we had two interceptions. You know, they mentioned on the broadcast it was Arvell Arvell Nelson's uh, first interception of the of the season. He had no interceptions in the first game, but really, really and truly. There were some there were some balls that we just got lucky that were yes, not that that were not end, ending up going the other way in that first game. So I, I I still feel like our Arvell is is still kind of getting and growing accustomed to the offense to the players yeah. around him. He brings an aspect to the offense though that we didn't necessarily have before in that he's a running threat and he's an incredible athlete. So. Uh, he, and especially when you get close to the goal line, he's tough to bring down and you wouldn't expect that out of a quarterback, but uh, he's a very tough uh, guy to tackle, obviously. 
Um, and and the the gunslingers don't have any qualms about uh, trusting him with the ball and running. I mean, he had I don't I forget how many rushing touchdowns um, in the first game. Um, so he definitely brings a lot of athleticism and a different aspect that what we're used to seeing under center uh, for the gunslingers. But there there still seems to be these miscommunications on on routes run or whatever it is. And that's I mean, we're in the second week of the season right. with no preseason, no preseason games or anything like that for them to work on. It's just been practice. And so this team is going to grow as, as the season develops. Uh, you're absolutely right. And, uh, you know, Arvell Nelson is a champion. He's a champion. He's won championships. Um, remember, this was a, this was a last minute uh, just before camp signing. Um it, to me, it could not be going better. I, is he perfect? No. But I guarantee him, we've got a couple of his receivers, or at least they were a few minutes ago watching. I guarantee those guys, um, they love having him out there. They love what he brings sure. to the table because he's a champion. He's a veteran. He's athletic. Um, in the first game, I don't think we got a chance to talk about this on the show last week, but in that first game, they're in the Alamo, uh, in the Alamo Dome. In the Freeman Coliseum, he had a two-point conversion that was absolutely ridiculous because he was getting tackled and going down, and he flipped the ball up over his head blind and just kind of alley-ooped it up over his head and found a receiver for two points. That's amazing. Like, that's the kind of stuff that last year we would talk about Robert Kent doing. Like, Robert Mm -hmm. Kent would do these really odd things. Arvell is doing those things, too. And if you show me a quarterback that never has any interceptions, I'll show you a quarterback that protects the ball too much. Or doesn't play. Do <laughs> or doesn't yeah. take chances. I will say I like the pace of the game. It was it was a lot faster than we've seen previously. Um, the referees, when they would gather to make calls, it didn't take forever. Like, remember the first time that we were watching um, the football? So I, I really enjoyed the pace. It was very smooth. Um, the play calls, I, I really enjoyed that because that really made it more enjoyable. I wasn't like waiting on the referees to come up with the decision. So I like that. The pace was good. Michael Wayne Davis asks, were they intentionally kicking the ball into the Jumbotron to pretend, pre- prevent kickoff returns? No, I don't think anybody think so. is doing that right now. I don't know. I kind of think that that's a good strategy. You, you do? Can't it, you can't kick it out of bounds, but. You know, if you don't want to necessarily uh, take the risk of a, of a dangerous guy returning the ball, and, and Jacksonville had a dangerous guy returning the ball too. He showed it he on did. his very first return. Um, that's a good strategy. I, I don't know if they're doing it intentionally, but I think maybe teams ought to, where that's kind of a loophole in that role because you, you're, you're still in the field of play when you hit the Jumbotron, the scoreboard, and that kills the play right there. It's a dead ball, and it's like a touchback. And that's usually better than the, than the return most of the time. So uh, if they're not doing it intentionally, I think maybe teams are going to start doing it intentionally because I think it's kind of a smart move. I think it's that, a risky move. That uh, Jumbotron there in Vice Star Arena in Jacksonville actually has two signs from Vice Star that hang off the bottom of it. And so it's not just the Freeman Coliseum Jumbotron that hangs lower. Imagine that Jumbotron with two signs underneath it um, that add to it. I don't think it's intentional. I understand what you're saying and that there's a benefit to it. And I think ultimately the league needs to look at it and be like, eh, 
how can we discourage that? Um, and they're going to have to do it with a rule. Uh, but how can we discourage that um, at some point? Because it's been a, an issue in San Antonio already. It's going to be an issue in Jacksonville. Um, they're going to have to find a way to discourage it. But right now, I don't really, I don't think any kicker looks and says, I want to hit that jumbotron. Um, that's what I'm trying to do. I think they're tra- I think they're trying to drive the ball down the field and and give themselves a chance at a deuce. And that is what it is. Um, with those low hanging jumbotrons, you gotta you gotta fade it or draw it to make it work and get that deuce. Drew's done it before. He got into a really good rhythm last year. Mm-hmm, um, he did. Uh, Raul Nava, uh, wasn't it before they would start on the 25 or something like that? That was last year. This year they've been putting it on the 10 most of yeah. the time. Mm-hmm. Um, not always, but most of the time. <laughs> Depends on the Let's officials. So, yeah, uh, you yeah. mentioned something that we saw in this game, and I, I, I don't want to miss and forget to say this. One thing that I saw in this last game, uh, speaking of defense, was our guy, Cody Brooks, coming across the field and absolutely tagging a Jacksonville shark over the wall and into the, into the yes. stands on, a, on just an awesome hit. And then the funniest thing about it, I had to rewind it, and and uh, Lolis was was doing something in the room. She and she missed that, and I was like, "You got to see what Cody did." And I rewind it, and I was like, "And watch him after the play. He knocks him out over the wall, and then just turns around and 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 walks away like like nothing. Like he does he doesn't hang around like checking out if the guy's okay or, or you know. Sure. He's just like walks around, walks away. He did his job and he's done ready Heck. for the next play. It was just, it was pretty funny. That was a great play. Great, great hit by Cody Brooks. Had to mention that. Uh, it was a really good game. It is against a decent team, a good team. We're starting to learn what some of these teams look at, look like. Um, I, I think we all expect Jacksonville to be a good team. I think we all expect the gunslingers and the empire to be the, those are the three teams that I think everybody looks at right now and says, these are the top half. We don't know who that fourth team is yet. It may be Fayetteville. Um, it may be, uh, who am I leaving out in West Texas? West. Um, it is not Orlando. No, I've watched both of these Orlando games and I can tell you right now, they've got, they've got issues. They've got trouble. Uh, they've got a long season in front of them, and they are just not. And the killer is they have the talent, but they're just for whatever reason they are not. They are not a good football team. They are not I a would, good indoor football team. No, right I would definitely take Carolina over West Texas, though. Yeah, you're right. Talked, you're right. Uh, sorry, we had talked the last show about uh, like preseason for the XFL. Do you ever see a preseason for the NAO? Uh, no. No? No. Nope. Because uh, to have a preseason game, you would have to have one team travel. If you have them travel, you have to make money on it. If you make mm-hmm. money on it, you've got to have a crowd there. If you have a crowd there, it's a game. Um, it. You're not going to draw a crowd for a preseason game. I just don't see. Uh, this is real tight margins in the NAL and in any arena football. Uh, and I just can't imagine that they can put together enough capital to burn a game, which is what you're ultimately doing when you do a preseason game. It's just like, hey, we're going to put all this together like it looks on the field. 
we're just not going to make any money on it. And I just don't think that they are running a margin where they could do that in the NAL. Now, inner squad, uh, I really think these teams need to, would benefit themselves a lot by having some intra-squad scrimmage. Uh, You know, Mm -hmm. and I don't know whether they're doing that or not. I would imagine they are. Um, And giving yourself the best, like practice is one thing. And I don't know, people that have been out at practices before, like we have, know that there's a difference between practice and a scrimmage like oh yeah uh, you know eight on eight we're actually scrimmaging against each other um that's not a majority of what they do majority of what they do is practice um so i they they would benefit by running some of that inner squad scrimmage stuff but uh but i don't see them putting together a official preseason and for that matter you say well why can't we just uh put something together you know off the books with west texas that's still a five hour drive. That's still, yeah. there's still travel costs involved in that, you know? There's always an expense. So I, I don't really see it being a possibility. Raul Nava says, hey, maybe Antonio Brown can throw a little money in. Whew. Antonio Brown is already causing drama in uh, the National <laughs> Arena League. He is now the no majority way. owner. He is now the majority owner of the uh, uh, Albany Empire, or is he? Question mark. Uh, because that became a question that was reported on yesterday. He is saying he's a hundred percent owner. His other partners are saying that's not accurate. That's just not accurate. That's not true. Um, so there's drama already around Antonio Bryant's ownership of the um, National Arena League's Albany Empire. And what's crazy is now on some of the message boards, if you question or say. Antonio Bryant, uh, Antonio Brown is um, creating drama in some of these message boards. You're immediately told that you're a racist and you don't like him because he's black. And I'm like, oh no, God. it's it, that's not no, the case. I don't that. like him because everything he's touched, he's exploded. <laughs> in in the time I've known who he is, every team he's touched has ended in this spectacular flair. I have no issue with him being a, a former player and a black player that owns a football team. I think that's great. I think we need a ton of that. I think mm-hmm. we need a lot of that in certainly this level of football and in the I think we need more of it in the NFL. I can't believe yep. the NFL has pounded this drum about minor minority ownership and then has turned around and and this Washington Commanders deal. Nope. It's uh 6 million dollars and it's just the same old kind of ownership group that we've always had. I can't believe the NFL has has taken that option. I don't like Antonio Bryan, uh, Brown, and it has nothing to do with the color of his skin. I think that he causes drama, has an ego, and explodes everything he touches, and I'm worried about him being connected to a league that I love. Um, that's that's yeah. problematic for me. It has nothing to do with this skin color yeah. at it's all. A, it's about being a knucklehead. Like, mm-hmm. it's yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> yep. Um so we go and face those very uh, Albany Empire this week, uh, and that game is out of town. We have a game here in town, and so we've got about 20 minutes left in the show. Let's let's talk about um, Saturday, this upcoming Saturday, because we know uh, Gunslingers are 2-0, and and they are going to keep fighting and try to get to 3-0 and and prove that they are one of the best teams, the best team, in the uh, National Arena League. We've also got our... Uh, Brahmas that are going to try to notch a playoff victory. And so I did the math 
And I sent it over to Leo and I said, check my math and make sure I'm right on this. If the Brahmas win and the Renegades lose, we will be tied as far as record is concerned. So right. I started going through the published tiebreakers for each mm-hmm. uh, scenario. And the first one, Leo, um, was, I'm going to grab it here. Uh, I'm sorry. I should have done this already. It's on the schedule. Uh, the first one is head-to-head record. Well, obviously, head-to-head record, we are one and one mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. the uh, team. The second one is your division record. Right. We have both we have both lost two games to Houston. If if uh, Arlington loses to Houston next week, right? We've both beat Orlando twice. And then we split against each other. That's the three teams in the division. So uh, that is even. That's a wash. Mm. Yep. So that's a wash. So then we go to the third tiebreaker. The third tiebreaker is quality of wins, which means your point differential in your wins. Uh, Not point differential. Yes. Uh, No, no, I'm sorry. Quality of wins. It's nothing to do with point differential. I'm sorry. That was my bad. That's that's, uh, your win or the... Record of the opposition you won against. Right. Right. Which means in the scenario where we've beat DC and they've lost to Houston, which puts us at a tie, their unique win, because we have a win against each other, we have two wins against Orlando. Those are all common wins. Those mm-hmm. don't those wash out. So we have two, we each have a unique win at that point. Theirs is against Vegas. Vegas is let's give them a victory. Let's say they win this week. Uh, and beat, I think they play St. Louis. Let's say they beat St. Louis. They would be three and seven. We have beat DC. That is our unique win. They would be eight and two. So based on the records, we, we advance at that point. Right. Um, So, so if that, if I understand the math correctly and I'm no, I'm no math genius, that's, that's also not an idiot. It's not dirty math. (laughs) Um, we have to win and we have to beat uh, and then Arlington Houston has to beat Arlington. So let's talk about our game first. Can we beat DC? Yes. We can. I mean I think Arlington I, I think Arlington proved it, right? Yep. I, I mean how do I know that? Because Orlando has beat DC. In Orlando, yep. Mm-hmm. Arlington just about beat DC. They took them into overtime. If, if those two teams, which we are better than those two teams, if those two teams can take D.C. Uh, down to the last minute of the game or beat D.C., then we can do that too. And I think there's a possibility, although I'm not banking on it, that D.C. realizes they have nothing to play for. So does that mean they take guys out? Does that mean Abram Smith doesn't play? Jordan Tayamu doesn't play? Maybe. I don't see that so much as does that mean I, as Coach Reggie Barlow, don't pull out all the stops in the playbook. I don't run everything that I would normally run. Yeah, I think that's a possibility. I think, you know, we're going to go with a very vanilla offense and defense, and we want to win the game. And if we win the game, we win the game, but we're not going to cry if we lose it either. Um, I'd rather get through it healthy than I would win the game. And so I really think that that's a possibility. So I think DC is, is a, we can win. I'm not saying we're going to. Understand, I, we can win. Am I wrong? No, I, I think... think oh, go go ahead. Ahead, I was going to say, I think we can win, but what I'm concerned about is by how many points. 
Because is that going to come doesn't back? Matter. It doesn't matter the points. Okay. doesn't no. matter. Points so don't even matter. If we we, do, if, even if we have one point, it's a win. We win by okay. one point because they are D.C. and they are the strongest team out of those two teams, uh, D.C. and Vegas. And those are our unique wins. As long as we get the win and they take a loss, uh, we, we advance. I say we're going to win in overtime. Yeah. I don't think it'll be overtime. I was surprised we had another overtime game. I'm shocked that we've had three overtime games. This whole thing, this whole scoring system is set up to limit tie games. Like it, it, it I'm shocked that we've had three uh, overtime games. So I don't think it'll be overtime. But I hope it's not overtime. I mean, knowing what will be on the line, I I, I don't know if my heart can take that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I remember the last overtime, how intense that was. Now knowing that this could mean the difference between you know, uh, another another game for our Brahmas uh, to enjoy it. You know, a playoff berth in the first season after everything we've been to, and knowing that that's what's on the line in an overtime. Man, uh, I, I don't, I don't know I, that that would be. Whoo! <laughs> so let's go get the win in DC. We will not know about the Arlington game until the next day, so we can't. Right. That means nothing. Like you can't even make plans on that. Right. Arlington, Houston goes to Arlington or stays in Arlington, I guess is the proper way to say that. And on Sunday, they play each other. And Leo brought up last week that there was a real possibility that Houston would uh, rest players or take it easy because they would rather play Arlington in the playoffs than play uh, Houston or than play San Antonio in the playoffs. And that's a possibility. I mean, that's a real, we just talked about that with DC. Why can't Houston do that as well? Um, But Ralph Judkins, who is a good friend of mine, and he is also, I can't call him the voice of the gunslingers. That's not official, but he is the, uh, on the broadcast for the gunslingers on YouTube when they're at home. He brought up a great point to me, Leo, that I want to talk to you about. What do they do? Can they go into the locker room and say, hey, we need you guys to lose this game because we want to play Arlington next week when there is a thousand dollars per player on the line to win the game. Every player on the winning team gets a thousand dollar bonus. So even the, the backup guys, the second string guys that get in there and get an opportunity to play, they're going to make money on a win as opposed to a loss. I think it is a lot harder in this league to tank a game because you're telling players that, hey, uh, we need you to give up $1,000 for the good of the team. I love my team, but there ain't nobody I know that's like, I could deal without an extra $1,000. That is an angle that I... I, Give it their all, 100%. Yeah. That is an angle that I that I hadn't thought about, and and a player is always going to give it their all, sure, as much as they can on the field. I'm I'm saying that the coaches might make a decision to not put certain players on the field. Um, and if the, yeah, and if that's the case, and and that's a reasonable thing to assume. Mm-hmm. If that's the case, then I have to ask you: Do you believe that Houston's second string is better than Arlington's first string? Because I think that I think that's possible. That's a possibility. Other than Luis it, Perez, there is nothing about Arlington I like at all. Point point taken. I mean that 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 is true. That is true. Our Arlington might just lose the game 
you know, despite despite any advantage that that they're given by uh, by uh, um, Wade Phillips's uh, decisions. So uh, that that that's a that's a good point. Uh, the the only other thing is I wonder do, does is the ante upped at all as far as player bonuses once they get into the playoffs? Oh, I'm like certain that, it is. I think you so. think yeah. it is right. So that's yeah. another. That's another. If you're if you're looking at it from that angle, that's another selling point as a coach where you could say, would you rather make this money this game as as a certainty, or would you rather kind of back off and then play the weaker opponent next week and make this much more from that bonus? So if, I'm, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. If you're going to bring sure. bonuses into the equation, that's something that's something to to think about. It's it's a the other thing. A, the other ahead. the other uh, dividing line here between these two uh, opportunities, D.C. and and Houston, they both, uh, you know, got everything they're going to get out of the season. They're going to host the playoff game. That's the most that you can do with your regular season record. So both of them are in the same position. However, DC feels like it is a well-oiled machine. Like I realized that yeah. they had trouble with Arlington, but they feel like they know who they are. Mm-hmm. Houston doesn't. Houston has struggled even in the wins they've gotten in the past two weeks with Vegas and with us, they've still struggled more than they wanted to, to get those wins. I really felt like, if Wade Phillips is a smart head coach, boy, there's a big caveat. If Wade <laughs> Phillips is a smart head coach, he says, man, I'm not taking my foot off the gas because we're not running right anyway. True. I can't, I can't, I can't take a step back and say, Hey, we'll take our foot off the gas here so that we're ready for next week because we're not running on all cylinders right now. And I'm not sure we're just going to pick right back up where we left off once we get to the playoffs. So I, I see hope, a difference in these two situations. Yeah, they are different. And I and I hope you're right. And I hope that's what happens. You know, keep the pedal to the metal, uh, Wade, and 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 go in there, give give Arlington your best shot, knock them out for us so we can come up to Houston the following week and then bring uh Holly along with us. And yes. what a story that would be. Yes. The ultimate that revenge. What a story that would be to come back and knock them out of the playoffs and their home field where the last time he was there, he said in that post-game conference, he traveled there to watch the game from the stands just to get the experience and know what it feels like so he could appreciate what it's like to be on the field. Like this is what it feels like to watch from these stands versus what it's like to be on the field. Like he wanted to remind himself of that. I think that's, that's, that was a, that was pretty great. Uh, 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 interviewer, you know, post game conference, a little tidbit that yes. he, he let us know that lets you let that lets you know a lot about the guy, about the player and how hungry he is. Well, and, and I was, oh, man, I was in the room for that comment. And let me tell you, if it did not play on camera, there is some bitterness there. Oh yeah. Nick, Nick Holly feels like he was shortchanged by Houston. He does not understand why Houston ever released him or benched him. In fact, he said in that those post-game comments, if you haven't seen him, go watch them. He said, I'm just going to say this. I was with Houston before. I was with Houston this year. And when I started the game, Houston was undefeated. He's got a chip on his shoulder over Houston. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. And he would love to go back into TDECU Stadium with a different team and knock them out of the playoffs after they were the 
the Southern Division champs and they're going to, you know, just walk into the the championship game. He'd love to be the reason that they mm-hmm. don't do that. I would um, love and, to see that. I might have to make a trip to Houston for that. I might too. I might Oh, there's too. no doubt in my mind that <laughs> if if we make it to it's on Saturday night, it's Saturday night the 29th will be the Southern Division Championship game in Houston. And if San Antonio goes, I'm in Houston, man. I'm mm-hmm. going to see that game. Um, I may not be happy leaving Houston like like the last time I went to Houston to watch the Brahmas play, but I'm going to watch that game. Um, so we've got this game against D.C. We need everybody to show out. I know the parking is a weird deal. I know yeah. that the Fiesta uh, cutting into our tailgate sucks. I understand all of that. You've got to push through that, Brahmas fans. You got to bring your friends. Yes. You got to. We got eight tickets for you. Get your That's office right. together tomorrow and say, "Hey, I got eight tickets. I think I can get. Who wants to go? Let's pack the dome as much as we can." Because you heard Jaquez Patrick say it. You've heard Parker Romo say it. That's yep. Right. This means something to them. Having you behind them means something to them, and they want you there. So come out to the game, find a way to get out there, uh, be there at two o'clock. Let's beat DC and then get in your car, get on the bus, <laughs> however you got there, and go right over to Alamo Beer Company and sit down with the rest of us because inside Alamo Beer Company, we will be watching the Gunslingers game that starts at 6 p.m. So let me lay out the timeline for you. 2 p.m., This uh, our D.C. game starts. The Brahmas game starts. They run no longer than three hours. Mm-hmm. Three hours is 5 o'clock. You now have an hour to get over to Alamo Beer Company to enjoy the watch party. You can be around your other football fans all day long and watch San Antonio football with us all. I'm doing it. Yeah. I'll be there. Mm-hmm. Um, I will be at both places. I'm going to go. I, I may be a little late to the the second game because I got to go do post game stuff, but I'll be at both games. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys going to be at both games? Yes. I'll be at both you games. know it. Absolutely. And you will be too. And I will be too. I'm driving all the way up from uh, Palacios to what take part in what that. What a trooper. Um, we will be enjoying football. Wins, losses. We're going to enjoy football. Um, but I think that there's a possibility for, but, but neither one of these. We are playing the best team, by the way. San Antonio teams are playing the best team in both leagues this week, too. I don't know if Victory you put that City. together yet. Let's have a repeat. Victory City, 2-0 and oh, once again. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. We were playing yep. D.C. They are the best team in uh, the XFL. I, I don't even think that's an argument anymore. I, D.C. is sure. the best team in the XFL. And then we play the two-time champion Albany Empire in the NAL. Like, we are playing the two best teams. If we could beat both of those teams, that makes us the best teams at that sure. point. That's how it works, right? Yep. You, yep. you knock out the champ, you are the champ. That's, That's how right. it should work. I tell you what, though, despite all of that, this is an opportunity for us to show everybody else that we're the best fan base. That's true. For sure. Regard- regardless of the outcome of the games, this is an opportunity to show everyone else what San Antonio football fans are all about. So let's show up and show out, guys. For sure. For sure. 
Raul Nava uh, just put it up on the uh, Facebook feed or on the video feed. Yep. Says he's got a coworker that's going to reach out for those tickets for his little league team. Woo-hoo! Raul, first come, first serve. If somebody gets to me first before your friend Jason, I, I got to give them to the first person that comes gets me. But uh, I-, I would love to give him some tickets for his little league team. That'd be great. For sure. That'd be awesome. We'd love to have them come enjoy the game. It's perfect for a little league or a peewee football team because it's a two o'clock kickoff. And you're done by five, and you can get them home. Um, it's it's a great good spot for that. <laughs> yeah, and and heck, show up a little early and go take them to the carnival. Um, there you then, go. And then come to. I mean, it's great. Yeah, you can make you a whole day out of that thing. Um, man, it's an exciting time. I'm 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 stoked. Um, I know that the Brahmas have not been what we've hoped for this year. That doesn't seem like it even matters anymore. Like. Mm-hmm. What more can you ask for but to have a shot in the final week of the season to make the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, and, and it, it's it's a, a new season when you get in the playoffs. And everybody starts oh, yeah. over again. So, I mean, there's an opportunity to the, where e- everything that happens before that just doesn't matter anymore. I don't know how, as a football fan in San Antonio, you can't be absolutely stoked for this weekend. Yeah, it's look, it's exciting. Let's look at the playoff teams, the the potential playoff teams. Let's dream. Let's say this all happens and falls the way we need it to, and we walk into the playoffs. We play Houston. Houston's beatable. We almost beat them twice, mm-hmm. and one time yep. we played a really poor game against them, and it was only a one-possession game. So Houston is beatable. We can get past them. And then mm-hmm. in the north, you have to play for a championship in your home stadium, either D.C., who you're going to beat to get there because you have to beat them to have that shot at the, at the playoffs or Seattle, who you absolutely played the worst, uh, not the worst game. Vegas was the worst game, but played one of your worst games of the season and lost by one possession. Not to mention on your home field. Oh, that's going to be amazing. Yeah. And you get to do that at home. You get to do that in front of what is basically a home crowd. Um, None of those teams. Robert Rankin says best team in the playoffs, uh, best defense in the playoffs. Houston's got a really good defense. I don't want to take anything away from Houston. They have a really good defense. They Their defense kept them in that Vegas game. Without their defense, they would have lost that game in Vegas, against Vegas, that game in Houston against Vegas. Um, so they got a really good one. But the second part of his comment is something I want to point out. And somebody else, Michael Wayne Davis, said something earlier about this feels very much like gunslinger season last year. Yes. Um, there was a point last year where the gunslingers were were trying to work their way into the playoffs very much like the Brahmas are doing right now. Mm-hmm. But we all recognized, and we even heard from some teams in the AL, nobody wanted to play the gunslingers right. because they were they were this X factor wild card thing that like, ooh, I, I, that's not the team I want to see in the playoffs because they can absolutely step up and beat us. And at this point, the, the Brahmas are kind of becoming the same thing. Look, Jack Cohen, I don't feel like we've said it enough. Jack Cohen played a great game on Saturday. Yes, as much as we've talked about him, as much as we've maligned him, uh, he he got better. Um, he and he played a really great game, and the offensive line played a great game. And we've talked a lot about sometimes those things can just click for you. And mm-hmm. maybe Saturday was them just clicking. Now, I know it was against Orlando, and you could say, no, it was they played the worst team in the league, and they're better than the worst team in the league. That is also possible. Fair point. Mm-hmm. Yep. That, but, that is also something that, that 
yeah. Um, but I'm hoping who for more clicking. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's click again. If, like let's we did click last again. Saturday. Let's click. If this is them clicking and they are they are starting to to peak, then they're peaking at the perfect time. Perfect sure. time. Yeah. I'd rather uh, them peak now than in the beginning of the season. So there. Michael Wayne Davis brings up a great point. He said, we got Orlando's best shot because they had nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. Like they were just playing to be spoilers on Saturday. So they brought everything. Yeah. And we saw that because they brought out the desperation, uh, Hail Mary punt, punt in the second Fake quarter punt. or whatever it was. Um, so yeah, they were playing, you know, we didn't have any, they didn't have anything to lose. Robert Rankin says having their playbook. Shoot in <laughs> I love it. I don't, did you guys see that Robert? Rankin, yes. Yes. He had the, the binder that said or, Orlando, Orlando playbook, playbook. Mm-hmm. and, and those who know, knows what, what that's all about with the story that happened earlier this season with Orlando and, uh, uh, Darmody, their quarterback who actually is from the San Antonio area. So, that was great, and even it, it even got some love from some Orlando fans. They, they thought it was funny, too. Good job, Robert. Yeah, it was a funny little dig. I thought it was a great little uh, little idea um, way, and, and great execution. Like, it, it worked yeah. perfect because um, there wasn't anybody that saw it and was like, what does that mean? Like, if you knew, you knew, and if you mm-hmm. didn't, it was still kind of funny that, like, what's this? Brahma's fan doing hold it on to uh, <laughs> the playbook. Oh, Robert Rankin says the Orlando punter mentioned mm-hmm. it, laughed and said, That's what's up. <laughs> we have the best fans in San Antonio. That we, do. we, say do. That. we yeah, have we the do. best fans. So get out there and prove that. Get out there and show that. You got two games uh, one here and one in Albany, and you can be involved with Gunslinger Feds, which reminds me the, the watch party. I need to give you some details about the watch party. Watch party will be at Alamo Beer Company. There will be Fiesta merchandise available. So nice. the Fiesta jerseys, their leftover stock of those, all those are going to be available. Those are cool jerseys be, too. They will be raffling off a game ball. Nice. They will be raffling off limited edition Fiesta jerseys. Nice. They also wanted us to let everybody know, and this is something that I'm surprised we haven't actually gotten a question on, but Leo, I think you're going to be very excited. Uh, custom replica jerseys should be in this week. Nice. Yes, as, I finally, finally get as, it. You finally get your Kali Rashad jersey. Yes. As soon as they have them in hand, they'll be contacting everyone who ordered one and they feel really bad that they weren't able to deliver by game one, which is what they were shooting for. Mm. They appreciate everyone's patience. So what they're doing is they're going to give you uh, folks that ordered one, a gunslingers hat free. They're going to hook you up there and 50% off a Fiesta fan Jersey. If you so desire, I know you've already got yours, Leo. They will cut 50% off of what you paid for yours, I think, too. And give you that <laughs> ref- refund that back to you. Um, so they will uh they will make those look, that's not stuff they have to do. No, they can just say, gee, we're really sorry. Supply chain issues. Like we've all we've all had those issues. Yeah. In the past yeah. two years, we've all had something that was supposed to come in at a certain time and it didn't, and we just had to eat it and go, Well, that's the way things work now sometimes. 
-hmm. the gunslingers could say, Hey, we're sorry. We tried, but it just didn't, didn't happen. They instead say, Hey, we're going to hook you up with a hat. We're going to hook you up with uh, a great deal on a Fiesta Jersey. If you didn't get your hands on one of those yet, we're trying to do our best to take care of you because we promised you something and we weren't able to deliver, even though that's not our fault. That's a great organization folks. Yeah, definitely. Love them. We've been, we were down this road a couple of times before uh, this organization took over with some replica jerseys that again, weren't anybody's fault, but when we got them, we just got them. It wasn't a matter of, in fact, uh, Leo's wearing one right now. And it wasn't a matter of, Hey, we're going to, we're going to take care of you extra because they couldn't afford to do that. Um, this is, this is a ding on the gunslingers. This is going to, Cost them something to make this right with fans, but they're going to pay that cost and they're going to, they're going to hook you up with some extras um, to make it right. Michael Wayne did says, yeah, and mine didn't fit. That's that, uh, that's that original Jersey order. Like uh, Leo's. Hey, uh, Michael, mine too was actually one size too small. Nobody's fault. It's just a, a, a misread on an order and I can still wear it. It's just a little tight on me. Uh, Raul Nava, who's part of, uh, Triple S, I believe, says, yeah, we're at the vendor's mercy and schedule on a lot of those kind of things. And we understand that. I, I understand that. I hope yeah. other fans understand as well that it's not like you're stitching jerseys yourself and and uh, and doing that stuff. So we understand that, hey, it doesn't always work out the way you wanted it or the way it planned. Uh, and then James Palmer says, I think the hat was already included in the jersey purchase anyway. Is that right? I don't recall. I I don't, I don't remember know. that. I don't I know. I don't. Wrong. I don't remember. I mean, it's been a while, so I'm not. I'm not sure. Could be, but might not be. I don't know. So, um, free stuff is free stuff. Free I mean, stuff is free stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I appreciate it. So the gunslingers are going to have those in hand. Look out for oh, Michael Wayne Davis, and I trust this guy because he knows what's up. Says nope, Ooh. that wasn't part of the deal. Um, if that's what he says, I would tend to lean that direction because he knows. Uh, all of this stuff. Man, Michael Wayne Davis seems like he's everywhere lately. All over the place. Love it. All over the place. He's the new RC. At one time, there wasn't, like, you turn around and RC <laughs> was everywhere uh, I've been for a while. busy lately. I'm a new and, grandma. And she, she got know. a grandbaby. Mm-hmm. She went to a wedding this weekend. Um, Congratulations, so. Avery and Nick. Robert checking in says, what an exciting time to be fans of professional football in this town. Brahmas and gunslingers are both making local sports segments with game highlights. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yep. It is exciting. We've been telling you it's coming for like six Years. months now that yeah. you were going to be super excited about this time <laughs> of year where both were happening and we have year round football and we never have to stop. My wife is very excited about year round football. Um, she tells all of her friends and all of her family how excited she is for year round. No, she's very upset. Wake up, wake up. You're dreaming. Wake up, Philip. Uh, we are excited about football, all three of us. Um, and man, what a great show. We had Joquez Patrick come on. Yep. Thank you again. Coach Fred Shaw spent some time Thank with us. Again. Um, and we will be hanging out in and around the interwebs, talking with you about football all week and we'll be there on saturday we hope to see all of you there everybody that all 13 of you that are watching now and all of you that watch in the future or listen in the future get there um Mm -hmm. we still got those eight tickets available first come first serve come grab those eight tickets from us you need to message us 
at Smoking Guns Pod, Smoking No G, Guns with a Z, P-O-D, on Twitter or Facebook. By the way, follow us. If you're not following us on those two uh, areas, get out there and follow us on social media because we're we're picking all that up. Uh, is there anything less to, left to say, guys? Uh, other than horns forward and guns up, not sure. I mean, you on Saturday. let's go Victory City this weekend. Can't wait, baby. When it comes to professional football, whether it's the 100-yard variety or the 50-yard fight, whether it's up in Orlando, down in Orlando, or up in Albany, over in uh, you know Carolina, or um, all the way out in Seattle, and certainly when it's in Houston and San Antonio, when it comes to professional football, the 210 has got something to say. Bang bang. <laughs>